Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Out of the Box podcast. I'm Gray Robertson, alongside my partner in the booth, Tom Canterbury, and this is not a show we ever anticipated having to do. First off, it's a Friday, and right about now, we should be preparing for first pitch of Alabama, Texas. Instead, as many of you know, the sports world has been put on pause due to the coronavirus, a topic that we did not even discuss on our show a mere four days ago, and yet here we are with softball at best coming back to the SEC on April 15th due to the SEC statement that was made earlier. So we're going to just talk about it and cope with what's going on and try and see if we can have a discussion about all this news that has come to the surface over the last couple of days involving Alabama and college softball as a whole and this sport that we love. I don't know how long it's going to be. It's going to be one segment. Hopefully this is helpful for others. I think it'll be helpful for us. Tom, how are you? I'm fine, which as most people are, we're yeah. fine. Yeah, it was a uh, just a this is a surreal, surreal type moment. Yeah, you say it, best case scenario is we might get to play some softball later on, but as it stands right now, the NCAA has canceled the Women's College World Series and all spring championships and of course March Madness and things like that so the winter sports also have lost their championships and it's just a everything is up in the air and that's the way it's felt for for a while I know you're probably a little you're too young because I was your age when this happened and I'm not in any way comparing the two events I'm just talking about the ramifications and the way that life seems to be here for a little while especially for all of us who have jobs in, in sports or have jobs in uh, events, things like So both of my jobs are really being impacted pretty, pretty hard by this. Yeah. Uh, but this is similar to the feeling after 9-11, where it, it was really the last time where sports and everything just came to an absolute halt. And you, you can't find anything live on anywhere. And again, I'm not comparing the two situations. They're totally different. But... Uh, they're having the same type of ramifications. The issue here is that with the aftermath of 9-11, it was just kind of a feel situation of, all right, when are we going to get back to somewhat of normalcy? And here it's a situation where you're, there were times today where I was like, why we need to get back to it now. And then there are other times where like, well, we're doing, we're doing the right thing. And I don't think this, this is not a podcast where we're going to try to say whether or not not playing is the right thing to do or not. I don't think that's yeah. at this point. I don't know if it's, if it's possible to make that assumption or declaration one way or the other, but we're going to just discuss about what is the ramifications of it. If, even if it is the 100% right thing for everyone to be doing, it still sucks. It does. So I mean, we, we can say what we want about the decision privately and you can think what you want about what 
the coronavirus is actually doing. And that's fine. That's your opinion. You can look at whatever statistic you want to make that basis. But bottom line is that a lot of people are being affected by this. And, you know, a lot of people in this sport, I mean, I was texting Amanda Scarborough and Jen Schroeder last night, and I actually sent this to Jen, you know, two days ago, as of yesterday, the most shocking thing in the world of college softball was that the RPI came out on Monday. And then 48, you know, 60 hours later, the season is, was at the time last night, effectively canceled. Right. I mean, there was a real sense of despair amongst everybody. And we're going to talk about, you know, the, some of the changes that have been made today. I have to declare today a win for a lot of our players um, because the NCAA did announce that everyone's going to get another year, basically a hardship waiver, which is really good news and the right decision. And I'm really happy that was made. But I mean, the world stopped very yeah. briefly and I've got my game board in here that you signed and many of the other teammates uh, for Alabama and team 24 or as Allison habits wrote, team 24 and a half that they signed. That was an Alabama, Texas game board. I was working on yesterday morning in preparation for today's game. And yeah. now we're not, we're not, not, playing not playing for a while. And, yeah. and we were communicating a lot as this was happening. I was at the SEC tournament. I just kind of out of sheer luck or bad luck, however you want to view it, was right there when Kentucky found out that the tournament was being canceled. But I grew wary because this announcement was made immediately after Kentucky found out the conference tweeted it. But I was told Commissioner Sankey and the powers that be were still in meetings. And when I heard that, I thought, oh, no this is going to affect a lot more than just this basketball tournament this weekend in Nashville. Yeah. What did you think when you uh, heard the news that all of this was happening as it kind of stretched out over many hours? It was amazing how quick it all happened uh, because yeah, you're right. It went in about a three to four hour period. It went from everything is on as scheduled to we're playing without fans to not going to play and to not going to play to season over. And it was really, it was, it was within a 12 hour period. I think overall, all of that happened and it was just, it's hard. It's hard really to put into words. It was just an absolute, it just felt like a punch to the gut. And it's, when you look at it, the ramifications are for so much more than, uh, you know, you don't, you don't get to watch something cool on TV, you know, all the different people that this affects, I saw there was a tweet that you and I were talking about from a, a sports writer from the athletics said there's more important things to sports. And it's, and it's like, yes, that's obvious. Yeah. 100% that's obvious. But when people literally make their living out of it, then it, it is very important. You know, there's a lot of, you know, people we deal with every day in the television and radio industry that, you know, they, if the games don't get played, they don't get paid. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of student workers here at this right. university who make money off of working these games. I have no money coming in now because yeah. I was getting paid to do TV and you know, there that's just here. I mean, right. every major university is not doing anything for at least the next month. Right. You know, and then it's producers, directors, things like, you know, right. Camera workers that aren't students that travel around. And I'll um, throw this out there as well. Statisticians. Also. Yeah. Conference yeah. office staff. You know, yeah. I went to dinner with some of the sec staff last night and beforehand I was talking with some folks And one of them said, you know, I don't know what we're going to do for the next month, because while Commissioner Sankey and the other heads of the SEC are in these meetings and making these decisions, those who are just in charge of 
you know, one particular aspect of a tournament right. or one particular aspect of a championship game or maybe yeah. running an officials clinic, they now have nothing to do for the next month. Right. And that's across every conference in America, right? 100%. Now. That's an issue. Uh, and then there's, you know, that's not taking into account also the coaches, the players that, you know, no, it's not the most important thing, but part of what, you know, they're, they are, our players that they are a part mm-hmm. of a team and that, you know, and even if, even if they do get this, you know, hard hardship waiver and they, you know, get an extra year, some, some seniors might not be in a situation where they can utilize that. Right. That's something we actually talked about on the podcast last week, just talking about, you know, whether or not some people should redshirt if they were injured, but now it comes into another, another aspect of it. You know, I was talking with a couple of weeks ago when Reagan Dykes was here and she was telling me that she's already at, at Pepsi, she is a in Pensacola. She is a supervisor with fifteen people underneath her that you know that she oversees. But if this had happened last year, would she be able to tell tell them no? Just wait a year. Most companies will no. We can't wait a year. You got to come yeah. now. So there are going to be some seniors that even though they are given this year of extra uh, eligibility, aren't going to be able to utilize it because they got to go get a real job. They've already got all that in in the pipe. You know, they don't want to. You know, they'd have to go to grad school. They're they're on they're on pace to graduate already. Uh, so there's, it's not like well everything's okay because they uh, they have this extra year of eligibility. But that being said, there's something special about the team you're on right now. Mm-hmm. Next year's team is going to be a different team. You know, that's that's one of the great things about college athletics. Every year is different, so every every team has their own story and their own history their own what is the their own books their their own chapter and this one was cut short no matter what happens moving forward and it's that that was the type of stuff that i was thinking about and then just in general i you know i when we first saw like the first league to do this was the ivy league they when they canceled everything and i thought that was criminal but then you're like the ncaa ends up doing the same thing and we'll we'll see. Hopefully, like I said, they they do get that extra year of eligibility, but it still doesn't. It could make it a little bit better, but it doesn't replace what they're losing this year. Yeah, and it doesn't change the fact that so many players fought through so much to get to where they were at this point. And we know the Alabama stories. Alyssa Brown got hurt week one. She was about to come back. I think she was two weeks away. Right. And that chance is gone this year. Again, we might be playing softball in the middle of April, but... Who knows what we're playing for if the right. Women's College World Series is still, as the NCAA put, canceled in all quotes, which is a tough word I hate seeing on social media today. And we know about Alexis Mack, who sat out all of last year after transferring from Oregon, came to Alabama ready to live her dream. And she has been very excited when I talked to her earlier today about the chance to come back and play next year. But that's not this year. And she was off to a great start this year. Yeah. And then we think about Miranda Ellish at Texas. We we're going to see her this weekend. After the horrific injury last year, she rehabbed. She was back. She was pitching better than ever. She was hitting better than ever. Yeah. Arguably a top three or four player of the year candidate. This year's gone. I think of Genevieve Perez at UCLA, the mom who was electrifying Twitter with mom bombs. And she came back to the sport after a couple of years to do one more season with UCLA. And now she has to make a tough decision. Once yeah, this year is gone. Absolutely. And Kayla Drotar for South Carolina, who got hurt but was throwing light bullpen recently. She was ready to come back. I mean, there are so many other stories like this and so many tough decisions that are going to have to be made. And yes, the, you're right, the chance is there. But 
I mean, these players probably aren't going to be able to take advantage of that because maybe they do have something ready going forward in the future. But even those that do, it'll be tough to replicate some of the things they're able to accomplish this year. And it's a real shame that this season is really not going to matter. Right. Well, you look at it, taking a look at just Alabama individually, the type of the season, the story that the season was going to be able to be written of the adversity early and then how are, how are things going to go on moving forward? Even if they get that year back, you got you know it's going to be different next year. They're not next year. You won't have gone to Clearwater and Tallahassee to start things off and have those struggles. And and will you be able to to prove everybody right later on? That prove everybody right from the beginning of the year, not everybody right now. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you don't have that opportunity. Uh, KB sides off to an All American type season. Yeah, Abby Door fighting, graduating high school early, fighting to get eligible, gets eligible, and then. It plays three weeks and then this happens. Uh, There's so many different uh, variables and so many different stories. Each player has one. You know how if she's not able to play, there's so many different records that Bailey Hempel is going to break this year. That career records that are not going to be broken because the season ends early. It's just it's so frustrating. And then whether or not again, uh, almost everybody on on track to graduate. So whether they have that job lined up or not, you know, do, do they want to commit to another year of going to grad school and doing all this other stuff? It's just, it's, it, it's not, it's not an automatic that, you know, even if everyone gets the, gets the extra year or, and, and they'll, to be able to do that, they're going to have to change the scholarship limits and roster yeah. sizes for next year and everything, which again, the NCAA even said, which I agree with, it's like, we're not doing anything for the next month or so, so we have time to figure this all out. But that's part of the the deal is we're in a let let me know the the plan now, you know, society and culture, and this is not going to be the case. I mean, it's there's so much red tape to go through all oh, this. Oh yeah, and it's going to take months and at least weeks, definitely months, to get this all sorted out. I put out on the out of the box Twitter, which is at out of the box underscore pod. Hopefully by now you know it. Um, and I asked the question, you know, do you have any questions? Is there anything that you would like to know, uh, as we stand here in our current limbo and, uh, what, what the softball landscape looks like. And we got some questions. I'll just read some of them. We can comment on them. One question. I know the seniors are getting an extra year of eligibility, but will they use it? I'm sure they have plans for next year. We just talked about that. It sounds like Alexis Mack wants to. When I ran into Bailey Hemphill, she said, hey, I get another year to me. Oh, that's Again, good. Yeah, yeah she but. said that, though. And life happens. Right. Life changes. So we sure. really don't know until we get to Here, that point. Here's the other question I have. Shouldn't everybody just get an extra year? Why yeah. is it only the seniors? I, I believe that is what, based on some of the reports I've seen, I believe everybody does get an extra year. Okay. Coaches, especially in sports like softball, coaches have been recruiting for Okay, I got to replace this person this year, this person this year. I got to have right. the next person coming in, um, which is not the case anymore. If that is the, if that's, you know, and again, you're going to have kids that'll be finished then as playing as a junior eligibility wise, but they're finishing up school, might not have plans and want to do grad school. And, you know, you, you still, you still might lose them early. Yeah. And we don't know. Yeah. Another one, this is a tough one. Are there any positives to the postponement of play? I think we're on the side of caution with this virus that's going around. And again, I, I, I hope I hope it accomplishes yeah. the goal. I hope. I, but the the thing is, it's going to be hard to 
to quantify it when it's when this all is is finished because if it does accomplish the goal, people who think that it was an overreaction are going to say, well, there was no reason for it. it was like, well, but then the people that want it to happen say, well, it accomplished the goal because we didn't have as bad of a pandemic. Right. as it." So it's going to be hard to figure it out one way or the other. Yeah, that's one question where I think the answer is I don't know yeah. for a while. I think it if there is one positive, a lot of the players are going home. They're going to get chances to see their families and really spend time with everybody. I think that'll be good. Yeah, for the psyche of a lot of these players, but you know we're not going to know the answer to are there positives until yeah this this is over. Uh, the mental state of Team Twenty Four and how they're handling everything. I've talked to some of them last night and all day yesterday. Really, was just brutal. I, oh, I spoke I, with a lot of the seniors and Taylor Clark and I exchanged a couple Instagram DMs, and she said, "I I refuse to believe I'm done. Refuse to believe it. I think the mood really lightened." with the news that they could get an extra year. And I think the mood is frankly quite hopeful that we will get to play softball this year and whether or not the season ends in a trip to the women's college world series, or if it just ends at the sec tournament, I think there is hope that they can get back in the box or get back on the field or get back in the circle at some point this season. Yeah, I certainly hope so. Whether it's maybe just like a continuation of fall ball or something to where it's not, even something that necessarily counts in the record book, but just an opportunity to get back out and compete and, and play. I hope that definitely happens. Again, nothing can happen until April 15th, regardless. That that, yeah. is, that has been said. Uh, and now we had some couple of people would ask if we could have interviews with the players, things like that. Well, we can't because there's a complete dead period until that time. That includes interviews with players, even seniors. If they weren't weren't going to come back, uh, we wouldn't. We either way, we weren't going to probably talk to them today anyway because yeah. it's way too way too early. Another one: What discussions are occurring if the NCAA grants seniors an extra year of eligibility? Where will the scholarship dollars come from to carry an extra class of student athletes? Not all conference schools have the resources that exist at Alabama. That's another one that's above my pay grade, and I, I yeah. frankly don't have an answer for that. No, it's it's tough, and there, and this is one of the things though that maybe insurance or something like that will probably kick in on those type of things. I mean, it's, it's an unprecedented situation, so it's hard to figure out exactly. You'd probably have to get some extra help from the NCAA. And I think one of the reasons why, and I'll be, you know, I'm not a lawyer, and I, I, even if I had the contract in front of me, I probably wouldn't understand it. <laughs> but I think one of the reasons why things have been canceled instead of postponed is probably in the contract NCAA liability wise got more money for something being canceled than postponed. Mm-hmm. So if if the if the World Series continues to be canceled and they get the liability money from that, I would hope some of that would go towards the individual schools or conferences to help pay for extra roster and scholarship spots. Yeah, I agree. Uh, another one from our friend Brian Rice. How disappointed are you that you won't be able to have me as an in-person guest on next week's show? That's Very. probably that's probably the biggest the biggest hurt from this entire situation. You know, there is a <laughs> lot that we would have been able to do over the next couple of weeks that we just can't. And, and we should point out Alabama specific things that are canceled until April 15th. That includes a trip to Tennessee. We would right. have done the show at Brian Rice. That includes that, brutally the Team USA game, oh, so, which oh, just hurts my heart so yeah. much. And probably our first Tom's Hungry. Yeah. Like, we were, we were, I was looking all over Knoxville. I was ready to. I was excited too. Yeah. We had. I think we had Starkville in that uh, range oh, yeah. April 15th as well. Yeah. So fortunately, Little Dewey's will not be represented on the podcast. I may just make the drive over 
at some point. I don't blame you. Well, let's <laughs> just, go. Let's you just know, go. Right. While, over right. that weekend, we'll go. And also, and another one, because something we were, again, going to talk about on our next show is the RPI. But number mm-hmm. one RPI team in the country right now is Louisiana. That game against Alabama was April 15th. Oh. So that game is also unfortunately canceled. Right. Which, Man. and there are many other conference games in between there. Uh, an Alabama game against Alabama State in Montgomery to, I believe that was supposed to be the homecoming for Alyssa Brown. Right, it was. So that's gone. And Senior days for Cornell, that one hurts. Yeah. She was Ooh. very excited. She showed me some of the stuff she has, and she had family get into town, find out what was happening, and turn right back oh, and fly out. And man. It's just brutal. And it's, again, this is just at Alabama. I mean, there are so many oh, other it's happening places. happening all over the place, yeah. Are having to deal with the same thing too. It's interesting to see too if you're on Twitter. I know that Out of the Box has retweeted a lot of uh, different coaches and, and players and what their thoughts have been about it and how you know there are the different tacks that some of the different coaches are are taking. Uh, I was most I was very in, intrigued by Heather Tarr's uh, comments uh, from Washington. And I know everyone knows my opinion of of Washington. I was going to ask you, has that changed? But I was like, oh, okay, Heather. All right, here we go, Coach Starr. <laughs> uh, you know, pretty much said, uh, I believe the quote was, I'll be damned if our seniors had played their last game. I was like, oh. Which we had all basically been right. saying to each other yeah. silently in text. <laughs> but Heather Tarr put it out there. She came out. Uh, so... That was that was interesting, and you know, and you can tell like different coaches, you know, how much this, as much as it affects us, and and how much it hurts us. I can't imagine mm. what head coaches are are going through, uh, because you know it's it's like the entire team suffered a career-ending injury at the same time, yeah, or a season-ending injury at the same time. I was explaining to a friend, and again, we're. We are not a part of a team, but we are as close as you can be without actually wearing a jersey. Mm-hmm. And I was telling a friend last night, I was like, part of my family died because I don't know what I'm going to do every weekend, who I'm going to hang out with, who who I'm going to spend time with on these Friday, Saturday, Sundays, and occasionally the Wednesday or Tuesday of right. that week. I mean, I, I personally spend so much of my time thinking about softball and this team that I don't know what I, I haven't had free time in the spring since 2015. Yeah. I have no clue what I'm doing. And nothing else is happening either. So it's like, it'd be one thing if like, if you could watch other sports on TV or go some places or, but the, but nothing where basically everyone is, is shut down for a couple of weeks. And we just found out that the, you know, the state of state of Alabama is now under a, a state of emergency. So virtually all the schools in the state, uh, high schools and stuff there. They're going to be out until April 6th at least. And uh, so it's just going to be a lot of people just hanging out, yeah. which, you know, that maybe when you're talking about with some of the good things, maybe, you know, people do get to spend time with their family and kind of get, you know, when you're used to being like, when you're used to being somewhere every day and then it's just taken away from you. Yeah. It's just, it's, you can, it's amazing how you think about you sometimes get to the point where you're complaining about, you know, be, being there every day, but then it gets taken away from you, and it's like, I really shouldn't be complaining. Yeah, what I would give right, right. now to be broadcasting on one mic at Troy. Yeah, oh, oh my absolutely. Gosh. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I think to your point about the coaches, Tara Henry over at D1 Softball, they posted an article about reactions from coaches, and they talked to Coach Hutch, and I believe Kenny Gajewski at Oklahoma State, and they also talked to Mike Candrea at Arizona, and Tara Henry tweeted out this one quote from Coach Candrea, who 
uh, we know and we've mm-hmm. competed against him over the years. And his quote was, it is just kind of weird because it seems like my entire life I've been either finishing a season or getting ready to begin a season. And for the first time I woke up and didn't really know what I was preparing for or what was ahead. Yeah. And that's just how the whole sport feels. I haven't talked to Patrick Murphy. I don't think you have either. No, I haven't. When I went by Rhodes earlier, I apparently just missed him. I know this is heartbreaking and their heart hurts. And that's for every coaching staff and yeah. every head coach. Because th- they know how hard the players have worked to be in the situation they were in and to have the opportunity to try to uh, hoist a trophy or just to the opportunity to compete and finish up the season. For some teams, you know, we, we were talking about it there. It, it's a, it, this season was more of a wide open season than we probably have ever seen. Mm-hmm. And there's still about maybe 20 teams that had a chance of winning the national championship. You said that, and that's a high number uh, compared to other seasons. But yeah, there, And I don't think it's unrealistic either. No, but there are three, almost 300 D1 softball teams. So not everybody's true, you know, goal, it, realistic goal is to win a national championship. But, you know, there are some teams that our goal is, you know, we were, fin- we were picked to finish last in this league and we're, you know, we're, we're on our, you know, we've had a great season. We're on our way up, you know, just making it to the NCAA tournament would be a, would be a great accomplishment. Finishing over 500 for some teams are a great accomplishment. Just having that growth from the beginning of the season to the end, whenever that end comes is a tremendous accomplishment and their growth was cut. I'm glad you mentioned that because that takes me to a tw- another Twitter thread put out by Jen Steele, the head coach at Delaware. It's a long thread. We tweeted it from out of the box, but it's worth a read, and it really started. Uh, I'll read the first couple tweets, maybe just the first tweet. Dear Delaware Softball, I love you. This could be the end of this thread, but it isn't. As this situation has evolved, we've given you a few different messages. With each TW notification of, quote, team meeting at blank, end quote, you've handled it with a level head and a heart full of hope. And then later on, she mentions exactly what you were talking about. We've worked in silence, but today we finally speak dead last, pick dead last in a preseason poll, and you put your heads down and you worked your asses off. I can say that because Kyler Wallace did on <laughs> SEC right. Network. Everything's fine. Yeah. Today we stand at 19 and four, finish the non-conference schedule with the best win-loss percentage and rank second in the RPI, CAA leader in many statistical categories. Four wins this weekend would have given us the best start in school history. Nothing short of gritty. And then I like this one as well, which I think really speaks to how many players actually want to keep going and are still ready to play once the time comes, hopefully. During our second meeting, when we delivered the initial news about suspending play until 323, your first question was, could you check out equipment and go off campus to practice? You created Google Docs for availability and organized workouts. You took ownership of your program. Huh. And a lot of players feel like that. Yeah. That's why I'm saying that even if the World Series, for some reason, is not uncanceled, I think most players would be ready to yeah. come back and play for, for something. As the SEC right now says, you know, nothing until the 15th, and then we'll, we'll reevaluate. So if right now the SEC tournament is not canceled. That's right. Um, and, I, and I think that does go to one last question we'll get to, which is from my TV partner, Sydney Littlejohn Watkins, and she said, even though there's an extra year of eligibility, do we think there's still possibility of play this season? And my answer is yes. I think that possibility is very much still there, and I'm hopeful for that. Yeah, but And I, at this point, that's I'm not sure how likely that is, but I'm hopeful mm-hmm. for it because that's all, that's all we got. 
right uh, now. I think it'll all it all hinges on well, it hinges on a couple of things. First, it would hinge on uh, how successful are we at minimizing the impact of this virus. Mm-hmm. Um, if things are outside of just events not happening, if things are somewhat under control and back to normal uh, by the beginning of April, then I, I could see the groundwell uh, support of, you know, let's get back out there and play. Let's travel. Let's go. And then, yeah, as long as uh, I think it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be up to each, each individual player, whether or not they want to, you know, they, which I think, like you said, most of them will want to. Yeah. But then you, you kind of get to that. If, you know, if you have a, a nagging injury or something, you don't want to get back out there and, and re-aggravate it, but um, it'll be just kind of a case by case basis. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. I am hopeful that things can change. This is a strong country, and we have been through worse things than a virus. Oh, yeah. Um, We've been through viruses yeah. before. So um, I am, I am confident this will be adjusted and resolved quickly. We've been through viruses that statistically have been 10 times worse than this. Yeah, uh, There hasn't been quite the reaction, which, again, that kind of— gets into a little bit of politics, that type of stuff that we're staying away from. And uh, our hope, obviously, is that the NCAA looks at their decision to cancel the Women's College World Series and decides just to postpone it or suspend it. There could be other things in the works. I've seen different pitches for when the season could actually happen in full. I don't know. That's all stuff that will be worked out in the coming weeks. And again, my fingers are crossed. And every every part of my body is hoping (laughs) that we can be back very soon because gosh, it it was really looking like it could be something special. It really yeah. was. And this was the craziest year of softball ever. But when we said nobody is safe, this is not what I had in mind. This was not in, this was not part of the hashtag. No, uh, at any, any stretch, but uh, I think you know, most importantly, again, we understand that, the status of softball is not the most important thing that's Absolutely. going on right now. Yeah. The most important thing is, let's say, the the impact of this virus is as minimal as possible. There are, unfortunately, just part of life, there are people that are at higher risks of catching the disease or it being a, a terminal issue. Uh, most people that, will, that get this will be just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what the statistics say. That's what all these things, you know, it's, but the most important thing is, you know, practice the, the positive personal hygiene, you know, use the, use the wet naps, use the hand sanitizer, wash your hands as we don't cough on each other. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely don't do that. Um, (laughs) We were joking around in the press box last week, I believe about how, if you sing the chorus of Dixieland Delight, Alabama version, it's exactly 20 seconds, which oh, is the there you go. recommended amount of time to wash your hands with soap. Well, there you go. Boom. So, Dixieland Delight. Uh-huh. You don't even have to do it right. In <laughs> fact, don't because it takes longer. Right. So from a grand scheme though, softball is effectively done until April 6th was when the big 10 said they're pausing activities. We are done with Alabama until April 15th. And then once that date rolls around, we, we see where we are and hopefully there, there won't be an extension to that timeline unless absolutely warranted before then. Yeah. Ideally. Right. And then uh, it could also be a situation where again, if everything is kind of back to normal and things are, are going really well, uh, it could be like, you know, if there's a tornado warning and then conditions change, they can cancel a tornado warning. Uh, maybe they could cut the 
cut that time short if it becomes obvious that we're fine and everything's ready to go. Yeah. It's everything is, is kind of just kind of up in the air. And I think that's unfortunate. And that's one of the things that, that makes, I think on a personal level, it makes you the most anxious and uneasy is that there are, everything's in the, up in the air. Right. It'd be one thing if you're just, if you know for sure one thing is another is another, but there are still so many unanswered, unanswerable questions right now just because you got to, you just have to wait and see. I wish there was more I could say. No. But we don't have answers to that. I do hope that whatever information is out there is presented to the public because my first thought when everything was canceled by the NCAA was, oh, they must know something we don't. Yeah. And if there is information like that, I hope that's put out there. And if if that was an overreaction, I hope the canceling of the Women's College World Series and also the Mm -hmm. uh, College World Series for the men is recanted and we play this by ear and see what needs to be done when the time comes. I really think that was a kind of just a, a CYA situation for the NCAA. I think it was once what happened in the NBA happened mm-hmm. at that point, no one was going to go forward. Right. It was, there was just no way because if you were wrong and one person got sick, that wouldn't have been sick had the game not been happening or if your event had not been happening, then just the, the PR nightmare would just be once once an NBA player tested positive and those games were canceled and that season was suspended, it was a fait complete that everybody was going to be. Yeah. But again, hopefully we can get to the point where you can reevaluate and, and move forward. Uh, I think it's going to help. But the problem is that this, this disease has that 14-day incubation period. Mm-hmm. So... Once Rudy Gobert and Tom Hanks and, and the notable people right now that have the disease or that have the virus, I think once they recover and there are notable people that will say, you know, it, it was it, it sucked. I was sick for a while, but now I'm OK. Once that happens, I think people hopefully some of this hysteria will die down from it. Yeah. Uh, and once that happens, then hopefully that'll help help some of these other decisions be made. But unfortunately it's a two week period before that happens. So now we're just in that, that period and you're trying to avoid the spike. You're trying to level out the the curve that they, that they're talking about. And that's why everything's getting canceled. Yeah. So again, we're hopeful as for this podcast, unfortunately with no softball, we, there's nothing for us to talk about. No, we can, I mean, we can come back on and say, we don't know for yeah. another we can always minutes. talk about Westworld, which is still going on. Thankfully. Which again, and again, I won't know anything that's going on <laughs> with that either. It'll be I'll I'll watch every minute of it, and for nine of the ten ten episodes, I was like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. This is intriguing, but I don't know. It really is just like softball. One hundred percent. I will say this though, I do have an idea. I've got the audio from the first however many games we played, yeah. twenty two games of the year. So very similar to the countdown, I'm going to put together. I guess kind of a greatest hits album from Team Twenty Four. There was a lot of good stuff. Yeah, that happened. We'll just I'm, skip over some games. That'd yeah, be fine. we might just play the whole dang Washington game. <laughs> That'd be fun. That was about an hour and a half. Yeah. So, you know that can happen. We are jobless with Alabama softball until April fifteenth. But by God, I hope we are crammed into that tiny little press box on <laughs> April seventeenth in Oxford because right now that is the Oh, wow. Return. That would be the first game back. Um, Again, it should be noted. I don't know if we would make that because everything is cut off from uh, up until April 15th, including practices. So 
I don't know what the warm-up period would be and how the conference would handle that. But either way, we'll see. Yeah, and then we don't know if the thought if the plan would just be to just pick up wherever it is and where we left off, or try to you know redo a schedule. Uh, there's there's a lot of different ways they can go. And again, a lot of this is going to just hinge on the NCAA's final decision and you know how how the next few weeks go at, for us as a as a country. Yeah. And I will close more or less before I let you say anything you want to add, Tom, before we wrap this up with a brief off the wall. Oh, goodness. Here we go. Don't be off the wall until April 15th. Don't be weird. Yes, folks. I know some of y'all been sliding into our players DM saying creepy things. I've seen it. Don't do it. Don't do that. Don't be complaining about games and and refunds those will all come we were all blindsided by this please be patient with the process that's happening don't give me material for the next month if there is any positive about me not having any work to do until april 15th it's that i hopefully will not have to keep track of some of the insane things i see on facebook hopefully yeah ideally so Mm. anyway don't be off the wall that is my off the wall (laughs) that i couldn't agree more (laughs) the thing is you need to realize that no one is keeping anybody, keeping anything from anybody. Right. Where it's not like we have this grand plan or that there's a university or anybody has this grand plan and we're just not telling anybody. Everyone is taking this day by day, trying to figure it out as we go along. So just kind of hang with us and be patient. Yeah. We'll let you know once we have any information. Anything you'd like to close with, Tom, before we wrap up? Uh, Just uh, we appreciate everyone who, uh, all everybody's support and everybody's, uh, listenership and viewership as the uh, for the season and uh for making this podcast what it is and uh so i, I agree with you. i hope i hope we haven't called our last game together but yeah. uh, just thank you for everything that you've brought to the uh to the broadcast and to to our team and just thanks yeah i mean thanks to all y'all thank you to you tom uh the last four years have been a pleasure uh ideally this is not it uh, as one very good football coach once said, this is not the end. This is just the beginning. Mm. And hopefully that's true with all of this. And we're all back to normal sooner than even April 15th would be my hope. And, you know, this podcast has been a joy no matter what, even if this is it, this is not our last episode. We'll do the greatest hits, but we'll also wrap things up and hopefully give, you know, people a chance to to speak. We'll talk to some folks around the sport because there, a lot of our guests who you've heard on this show mm-hmm. suddenly have nothing to do as well right. for the next couple months. And so we'll give them a chance to talk as well. And we'll all just try and sort through this and cope with it as much as we can. And again, this is just one, this is college softball. This is one small piece of what this whole country and this whole planet is dealing with right now. Right. And there's just a lot of heartache and pain that's coming with it. And, Hopefully this was helpful to yeah. all of you listening out there. I don't know if it was. I feel a little better today. Oh, good. I do. Yeah. Well, and then like like we said, we understand where softball is on the totem pole of everything that's going on right now. Uh, but it's pretty high on our totem pole. Yeah. So that, you know, and I, I know a lot of our listeners it is too. And uh, just know that, you know, the entire Alabama softball family that includes you as, as fans and, and listeners, you know, we're, we're all in whatever this is. We're all in this together yep. and we're just going to, you know, roll as much as we can with it. And the girls, the team, the players, they're going to be fine mm-hmm. when this is all said and done, but that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt right now. Yeah. We're going to get through this. If 
there are any fans out there, listeners, or maybe even players from other teams or coaches that just want to talk vent, our DMs are open all sure. the time. And yeah. if you want to hit us up, Tom, where can they do that? Uh, you can do that on Twitter at a T Canterbury, R-T-R, T-C-A-N-T-E-R-B-U-R-Y, R-T-R. Uh, I'll try not to block anybody today. <laughs> <laughs> haven't had any, haven't had a reason to lately. Funnily enough, no one no one has said. Although I finally did block my stalker. Well, you got to do did, that. Yeah. I understand because tweets were sent about my shock at the season at the time appearing to be over, and I said, "Nope, goodbye. You're yeah. done. You're done, sir. No need. Get out." Yeah. Uh, if you want to uh, just hit me up, I'm going to try and find out as much information as I can. I doubt the people that I know that could tell me stuff will tell me stuff since everyone's being pretty tight-lipped about that. But mm-hmm. I'll and, keep retweeting, and we'll see what we can do. And I think a lot of them are in the same boat we are. So yeah. like, again, it's not like there's a, this grand plan. No one really knows no yet. No one knows. Yeah, it's kind of But once new information is out there, I'll be tweeting it from at Gray underscore Robertson, G-R-A-Y underscore Robertson. And as always, if you've got any stories you want us to tell about seniors, teams, coaches, years that were unfortunately cut short, let us know at out of the box underscore pod. We, you know, we are an Alabama softball podcast. We focus on Alabama. We focus on the SEC. But like you mentioned earlier, there are 300 plus D1 softball programs who are impacted by this. Yep. And there are lots of seniors, not the ones we mentioned earlier, who are having their careers potentially cut short and having dream seasons ended in the bleak of an eye and in one statement on Twitter. And if there are any stories like that you want us to highlight, we would love to do that. Please let us know. Again, add out of the box underscore pod. So I guess that's it for the yeah. uh, for the foreseeable future. Until we get back, um, for my partner Tom Canterbury, I'm Gray Robertson. Again, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you soon. We hope it's soon. But no matter what the timeline is, uh, we'll be here. We're going to get through this, and we'll see you next time. Hopefully at Rhodes, but definitely next time on Out of the Box.